How's it going, everybody? Yes, indeed. Yo, thank you so much for listening and uh, downloading this uh, hit podcast here. I'm very excited about my guest today. Uh, his name is uh, Adam Shanimre. Hey, that rhymed a little bit. I didn't mean for that to happen. Didn't even mean for that to happen. Doesn't that poet? Don't know it and all that kind of stuff. Man, it's been a uh, it's a crazy uh, couple of weeks. We just did a live podcast with uh, the handsome scoundrels and uh, with the Uncle Henrys and all that kind of stuff uh, in downtown Mobile. It was a live thing in front of uh, in front of people. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to be coming out here soon. But this week, this time, we got Mr. Adam Shanimre, the very first Australian that we've had on the um, or the very first you know the first Australian that I've known of. There may have been a secret Australian in there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to take it. I'll have to look back and, and double check. But I'm pretty sure this is the first Australian that we've had. He's a good friend of mine, a fantastic, uh, fan, yeah, just a, it's a handsome guy, first of all. And uh, he smells fantastic. And uh, we have a good conversation. And I hope you enjoy. Uh, go out and, uh, and follow all his things on the social medias. He's just a good guy. Anytime you watch him, it's going to make you smile. It's a good time. Adam Shinimre, uh, C.I. Nimre, you could find him on there. You could find him on there. What we'll do? I'll, I'll do it in the things. I'll do it in the things. All right. Without further ado, would you play the music? Play the music. Okay, so in Australia, we've got like primary school, which is when you're five or six years old from grade one up until grade six, and then you move into high school, which is years seven to 12 from when you're about 12 or 13 up to 18. So when when I was moving, that transition from primary school to high school, and you change schools, they, they get your parents to fill out a form and say, you know, what is your child interested in? What are their nicknames? Who are their friends? All this kind of stuff. And... My mum filled out next to nickname Addie because that's what she calls me. So Addie, and uh-huh. then on the very first day of high school, you know, you you you're the you're the fresh crop again. You know, right. you're 12 years old and you've got the whole school in front of you on the first day. They're reading out the names, telling you what classroom to go to, and they read out Addie Cinema, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's not right at all. It's, it's not even nearly close. And then for some reason, because mum put Addie as my nickname, it went down on every single role. So for the whole like first month, I had to keep saying to the new teachers, it's Adam, please just call me Adam. And so that was, uh, that was a great way to start high school, you know, build up resilience and um, have, the whole cl- have the whole school laughing at your name, Addie Cinema. Well, so, cool. um, yeah, I just tell people you can say Ted or Smith. However you want to pronounce it. Yeah, that doesn't matter. And you would think, I was about to say, you know, you got a last name of Shinimre. You know, it, take, it takes a minute to get that. But your first name, Adam. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a good thing your first name's not like Paterfamilias Shinimre or something <laughs> like that, because that'd be too much. But then they messed up Adam. It's lucky that I did get that. My dad, as I said, he's Turkish. So he actually wanted a Turkish first name as well. And I think the name he wanted was Metin John. And my mum has two brothers, one's called Matt and one's called John. And she's like, you're not calling him Matt and John. Can you imagine that name, Matt and John Shinemre? Oh, just like, my goodness <laughs> gracious. <Adam. laughs> you, would never, you would just have to be like, just, just call me Steve. Be done with yeah. it. <laughs> I would definitely go through, uh, yeah, get a proper name change through default or whatever it's called. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a good time. Now, um... So you're out there uh, doing things out in uh, Australia. Now you do you do um, 
You're like a uh, like a professional kind of periscoper there. You don't just, you know, put up the camera and say, hey, look, it's me. You periscope for other people's. Am I correct? Uh, correct. I don't know about professional. I don't know if it's at – is it at that stage yet? Periscope's just ticked over one year. I don't know. It's funny when you sort of think of it like a profession because – it is, um, I'm involved with a campaign for Tourism Victoria, so our state body of tourism here in Melbourne. And they basically contacted me because they had an idea for a campaign and it's called Play Melbourne Live. It's actually something that Play Melbourne has been an ongoing campaign for about five years now. And just a little side story there, the, the previous campaign with Play Melbourne before this, they had something called Remote Controlled Tourist where they had four people in a weekend, two of them were in the city at any one time, and they had this really like ghetto sort of rig on top of their head, and they were live streaming, and people th around the world on Twitter could say, go to that bar, or go chat up that chick, or try out rock climbing, or, you know, it was very elementary sort of live streaming and funnily enough when I was at the summit where we first met in San Francisco in January I bumped into Kayvon the creator of Periscope and said hey hey man you know me we um we, we're using Periscope as this um as this campaign and he knew all about it and he said remote controlled tourist was actually what inspired Periscope so now that we're using that to use Periscope as the next level it's just it's crazy so um yeah, they, they basically, they got in touch with me. They said, we heard you like periscoping. We've got this idea for a campaign. Would you want to come and audition? Which is something I've never done before. And I was like, I'm, ex I'm excited that, you know, a tourism body and an agency even want to talk to me about Periscope. And um, yeah, went through the sort of the rounds of a couple of auditions. They were looking for, a, initially they were looking for two hosts. And um, I was lucky enough, they ended up just going with me. And so far... They wanted to start off with five episodes, and now we've done we've done nine. We're about to do our tenth episode, and they're talking about five sort of smaller ones because it is, it's nothing like you normally do. It's nothing like you know my normal periscopes for my normal channel are just you know fooling around. You know I might just be sitting here on the couch. You just pull out your phone, have a few beers, or might be walking around the street. Like I, I try to do some good quality content scopes. You know what it's like. Sometimes you're like oh, I've got this whole plan and this whole idea in mind. And then no one comes in, but then you're like, screw it. I'm just going to do something random and silly. And you have like a hundred people in there. And right. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the way that it works. It is. It's very unpredictable. So, um, this, this play Melbourne live campaign that I'm working on, it's, um, it's quite a production. There's a whole team involved. There's probably on, on location, like when we're filming, there's maybe eight to 10 people. Like there's another cameraman, there's a social media person. Like they've got sort of, it's sort of a loose script. Like they've got these beats that they want to talk through. You know, they're talking to our last one. We are talking to a celebrity chef, um, George Calambaris. And yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of structured, but you know, once we hit start broadcast, there's no telling where it'll go. So you, it's a little bit different to my own channel. Like Obviously, you know, it can swear and it can lead where it wants. This is this is this is a sort of um, a a lot more structured, and because it's for state tourism, they're they're watching it pretty um, you know pretty carefully. And we did have a few trolls here and there, but overall, it's been a really successful campaign. Like it, it's been fantastic. And as I said, they they we ended up doing more episodes than they originally planned. So I'm I'm. 
I'm completely like still in shock sometimes. It doesn't even feel like work, you know. It doesn't even feel like work. So I love it. Oh, that's uh, that's super awesome. I see. Uh, now I'm gonna pull the curtain back here a little bit. But you and me were Facebook friends, so I see your yep. pictures, and you're holding up this this sphere. What is, mm-hmm. what is that thing? Is that what you put your phone in? To what? It, tell me the purpose of that. Great question. So that one, it's that's the ball because the whole idea with Play oh, Melbourne. That's a great name. That's a great name. It's, it's well, actually, we call it Orby because it, it's a it's this orb. It's probably it's almost the size of a head, and the, the they handed it to me and they're like, think of it. You'll probably like this. They're like, think of it like a puppet, and you've got to hold it up and and show it as if that's a puppet and and you're using periscope as the eyes you know oh, so okay. it's this it's this ball that's made out of cork it's 50 layers and they worked with an industrial uh, design studio here in melbourne called studio periscope funnily enough just by coincidence well, that's great i know what are the chances and um so it's 50 layers of cork. The iPhone 6S Plus, is that the biggest 6S Plus super duper? Is that oh, the latest one? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that. I don't even know. I don't even look at the phone. But they just present the ball. They've got the title in there. And they're like, when you're ready, hit start broadcast and away you go. So it's got a fair bit of weight to it as well. It's it's quite interesting. But the whole idea, as I said, it's a, it's a ball. So the, the premise of the show is that... Um, the audience gets to see Melbourne, like see sides of Melbourne that they wouldn't normally see. So I get to um, pass that ball around like a game, and uh, that's that's the whole idea. And it, it's quite, I guess, it's it's more attention grabbing than if you are just walking around with your phone, which in itself is already quite weird. You know, at, I remember when I first oh, yeah. started scoping, walking around town, and everyone's like, "Don't you feel weird?" I'm like, "I do. I'm very self-conscious, but now you don't really notice." And then they level it up and they're like here's a big ball that you've got to carry around (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah yeah it's 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 different but um it's i feel like you know one of those tennis players like um nadal like my right side gets a huge workout and my left's getting like spaghetti (laughs) arts i was wondering about that because i look at it and i'm like how is that is that thing heavy i don't know you said it's made of cork but it's got some it's got some uh some heft to it so you yeah, the... it's it's quite heavy, but they made it out of cork, so it's sustainable. Anyone can. Um, it's an open source design, so anyone can download it and create their own one. So it's actually it's hollowed out, but so you've got these like intricate little layers. If you go to the website playmelbourne.com.au, you can see how they actually make the ball, which was pretty impressive actually. Oh, but, um, I had to yeah, check I, that out. That's that's I had nothing to do with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I've always wanted to ask that, so uh, I'm glad that you yeah. answered that. Now, this this tourism thing is it? Uh, is it mostly directed at like people throughout Australia? Say, hey, come to Melbourne, or is it? Uh, are you shooting for people in, you know, like over here in Alabama, saying, hey, this is why you should come to Melbourne? Because I don't need anybody saying, hey, look how cool <laughs> that. Like, I would go. You should definitely come. Definitely come. And that's why I love Periscope because you do connect with people all around the world. So I guess the, you know what, the, the, I haven't really thought about that, but I think a lot of the audience that come into those episodes, I think there's, you know, quite a large proportion of them are sort of friends I've connected with through Periscope. So they come in and, you know, a lot of those are international friends, but then they repurpose a lot of the content and they're sharing it to Twitter, to YouTube, and you know they do a highlight reel, so like a two to three minute clip of of the Periscope episode because you know after the replay's gone, they're gone. So right. 
they um, they put that up. They do some sponsored ads and stuff, and it's it gets quite a reach. So I think a lot of those ads are probably directed Australia wide. But then I guess they're hoping, or, or I guess the plan or what happens is that when people share it, it, it does go global. So um, I think they, they probably have their sights set on the international audience. Uh, I'm sure it's they're going to be entering it into some sort of international advertising awards. I have no idea. I'm trying to find out more, and I'm like, you can take me. Right, like, right. <laughs> like, we, we don't really need you. You know, they, they just chew me up and spit me out once they're done. <laughs> well, that's the way that it works. Australia is a lot like America then, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have that much difference uh, after all. Well, maybe, you know, I don't know where it's going to head after this, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm hoping there's, there's some more exciting periscoping or some live streaming gigs that come out of it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just still stoked to be even involved with, with something on, on this, like, large scale. It's so exciting. Oh, yeah. No, that's super cool. They were like, we need a guy that would make people want to come to Melbourne. And then the, and the, this is the guy. This guy right here. <laughs> I don't think it's even me, Sokov. I think the the content speaks to itself. Like Melbourne, as you said, is a fantastic city, and there are so many cool things to show off. I'm just the idiot that they're like, "Yep, he can handle live streaming." I think that was the main sort of draw because when we we're going through auditions, I think they were looking at normal TV show hosts and actors, and they've got a different sort of um, on on-screen presence or like stage presence whereas mm -hmm. I was quite familiar like I think by the time we were auditioning it was towards the end of last year I think I'd done about 250 to 300 broadcasts on Periscope so you get used to the live streaming element you know it's it's very different than what i imagine a tv sort of setup would be oh yeah i imagine so too. yeah i was about to say oh it's way different but then you said what i imagine i'm like yeah i guess i have to imagine too because I, <laughs> i've never been on the tv show <laughs> like that but you, you're just being yeah. modest though they picked you because because you're awesome <laughs> I don't know about that. It wasn't really a prerequisite, I think. But thank you. The um, yeah, it's a great gig, and um, like it, it's just I really it would be great to keep it going. But I think they're they're sort of capping it at the ten episodes. So we'll see. I actually I did apply for another hosting gig coming up. Do you know Eurovision? Eurovision. Oh, that sounds like something I should know. So I'm just it's, gonna nod and say yeah. Oh, it's basically like a it's the the longest ongoing TV song contest in the world so it's in Europe obviously Eurovision it's been right. going, it's been going for 60 years I believe holy and, cow uh, I know right and um, Australians love it it's 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 a little bit wacky like they have all these these countries have got to come up with a unique song and um, it's it's a bit it's a bit naff bit tacky but it's fun to watch and for some reason Australians love it so much that they decided to let us actually go because so many people here watch it on TV and then I saw a tweet the other day that was like do you love social media do you love Eurovision feel like applying to be our first ever Australia correspondent submit a one-minute video and I was like I could do that so oh, I yeah. submitted and um, yeah I'm just waiting to find out like I was like if that if that comes good you'd get to go to um, uh, I want to say is it no it's Switzerland you go to Switzerland for a week in May so keep oh. your uh, keep your sock fingers crossed and yeah. we'll, we'll hopefully hopefully something will come good uh, oh but, yeah yeah if there's any sort of voting involved I, I would vote for you for sure I don't, I don't know how it works 
there is going to be a voting competition. I'll be sure to let you know. Oh, yeah. You love me, though. I vote 100 times a day. That'd be fantastic. So you've kind of been bitten by the hosting bug uh, with this thing. Are you uh, what? So before Periscope, what uh, what type of work did you do? I mean, well, obviously, you weren't hosting stuff. No, this is the first time ever that I've done anything like it. So I still have, I do have a normal job, a day-to-day job, Monday to Friday, nine to six sort of thing. Um, my background's in graphic design and then I've moved more into a marketing role. Like I've, I've tried to sort of shift away from design and into a role that involves social media because I'm doing so much online that I'm just like, if I can be getting paid to be doing this sort of stuff that I'm doing for fun, then that'd be ace. So that's that's kind of evolved into the role that I'm doing now and um, yeah I, I just I'm just loving all the play Melbourne stuff so I, I don't know where it's heading but I'm, I'm definitely open to more opportunities to see where it can where it can go but um, I don't know like what do you what do you think how are you finding periscope how's your your little universe evolved because I saw you used to do a lot of vine videos and everything before this no, not a whole lot of Vine and stuff. I did, uh, I did the YouTubes mostly. I did the uh, YouTubes, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did some, uh, some episodes. I had like a little, uh, I guess you would say it was a web show. I don't know. There was a few episodes and, uh, you know, put those up on the YouTubes and, uh, and nobody watched them. And, oh, really? uh, yeah, but no, no, but it was fine. It was fun. It's just, uh, you know, it's a good time to do them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then the Periscope came out and that's where everything kind of took off. Uh, yeah, you know, man. for that, and started doing a podcast, and you know, it was neat. It was neat. I've been doing, uh, I've been doing fun stuff on the internet for a long time, pretty much, uh, probably as long as I've had uh, the internet. And mm-hmm. uh, but Periscope was re- uh, the first time that anybody was like, "Hey, I saw that thing you did." And I was like, "What? Did you watch it?" Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that. And then it sort of opens you up because, you know, you got to speak at the summit in San Francisco. and Yeah, it was fantastic. I went to New York City's. I went to San Francisco's. I got no I got no business in those places, but I Did was able to go. It was fantastic. I didn't Do- realize you went to the New York summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the, uh, went to the first. Did you? Wait. You didn't go to that one, did you? No. no. Oh, okay. I was, I was about to get upset if you were, and then I went and we didn't see each other. That'd be... oh, no. no, I definitely would have made sure I got to catch up with you, so cool. I, uh That was like my first priority when I got to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that trip for you? Was uh, had, had that been the first time that you had uh, gone to America or no? Yeah. First time in the United States. It was a very short trip. It was like nine days. I, I was... I just um, I was sort of apprehensive about going when um, Ryan Bell, uh, who organised the summit, invited me towards the end of 2015. And I was like, uh, maybe, maybe not, because at the time they were talking about doing a summit here in Australia in in the Sydney's, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I'll probably wait for that one. And then um, I was like, ah, oh, this this seems like such a good opportunity in San Francisco because obviously you know most most people that I seem to connect with are sort of from America or Europe um, so I, I didn't think that there'd be that amount of people there coming to Australia so I thought I'll take him up on the offer came out there I started in uh, in Vegas then I went to LA for a couple of days and then we drove up with there was about nine of us um, amazing people we got to hang out the whole way which is that was probably like the most fun i think the whole summit was incredible but that sort of road trip up from la up to san francisco that was heaps of fun too so Uh it was a really short trip unfortunately i I definitely want to come back as soon as possible i'd love to come to america maybe i'll come to la and join like you know some sort of um soap tv show or something try and get get some work there and then slowly make my make my way up to a hosting gig in la (laughs) hey that'd be cool you could do it i believe in you but yeah i mean that whole trip that was 
Man, holy cow. I can just imagine how much fun that road trip was. Just because uh, the people that you were with, I met uh, I met a lot of them uh, for the first time at the uh, at the summit there. But oh my goodness gracious, the people! Yeah, I mean, this is the most awesome. How how was all like the most awesomest people in the world all become friends and decide to go to San Francisco? It's it's amazing. No idea. That's the power of Periscope, I guess, man. It just it just brings everyone together. Like it's um it's it's great. And I don't know. I could talk about it for days, but it seems to be. It's a weird sort of thing at the moment. Like it seems that it's sort of tapering off a little bit. I don't know right. if you've noticed. Yeah, there, there seems a bit of interest. Like I don't know whether that's waning or people are leaning more towards Facebook Live, or that it's just sort of lost that initial spark of interest. So we'll see where it goes. Um, but I'm I'm definitely aware that it's not the be all and end all of of your sort of online communities. You know, once you build up that base, you need to take that elsewhere as well. So, obviously, Twitter is great for that. And then, you know, if you've got your YouTube channel, you, you can have people there that you connect with. But um, I hope it I hope it stays stays like popular and holds strong. Yeah, we'll I, yeah, I hope so too. I, yeah, I feel the same way. It, it I, you know, it's hard it's hard to say, uh, you know, the state of the periscopes as of right now. I'm not sure. Uh, exactly how it's going but uh you know i mean that's you know i like doing the podcast and really i mean the podcast really and truly i mean if people enjoy listening to it that's fantastic i'm glad about that but really it's just an excuse to get people like you on skype so we can hang out for a little while and chit chat i love it and uh, I actually had a podcast myself while I was in London. I think it's a it's a great medium because it's a great way to people for people to find you and for you to also leverage your your online um, profile to to meet with other people as well. You you mentioned you had um, what was his name? Alex Winter. Alex Winter. To- yeah. 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 Right. So, like, being able to meet with people like that because you've got a, a podcast. I think a podcast is great for anyone who who does stuff online because you, you've got a certain level of control you know you can you can stylize it you can create your theme and the structure of the show and once you've got that like you can reach out to other podcasters and it's just that little bit of extra effort i think as you know being online rather than just saying i i have a blog or a website because having a podcast it's so much effort you know you've you've got to you've got to have a bit of equipment you've got to have some sort of knowledge of the recording process which it, it is quite easy once you wrap your head around it or follow I followed a few tutorials and um, once it's up and running it's great and I, I just find that was a great way to even connect with some brands and, and they're like you know once you have 20 or 30 episodes under your belt then people start recognizing you a little bit more as well oh, I imagine like I didn't get up to that that amount of episodes <laughs> but, uh, I can see where you're heading you're on the you're on the right track sock cop so keep it up Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it for sure. There's still uh, plenty of people that uh, that I want to, uh, you know, shame at the having a uh, a Skype conversation with. So I'm looking forward to. It. What what was your podcast about? Is it is it still out there somewhere? Uh, it's somewhere sort of out there. I keep I keep getting billed monthly for the hosting fees. But, um, <laughs> you're, so you're paying for it still? So yeah, I'm paying for it like a sucker. But um, the the actual website, it kind of. I kind of there's something twi- happened with a website update and I, I lost control of it a little bit so it, it's kind of become this monster of its own like you, you log into the website and it just it looks terrible I tried to find the episodes I think they're still on iTunes but because we haven't uploaded anything for almost two years now it, it's it's pretty hard to find so the whole idea um, 
as I mentioned earlier, I'm a graphic designer, and while I was in London, I was there for two years. A, a friend, Renato, that we were sitting next to each other. I used to listen to. Do you know Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan? yeah. Yeah, I know Joe so, Rogan's. He's amazing. So I used to listen to him, and I'd sit there laughing my ass off at work with my headphones in, and my mate kept going, "What are you listening to, man?" And I told him, and. He started listening, and then we started to listen to some other podcasts. And um, one day we were just like, "Why the hell don't we do a podcast?" So um, our, we were like, "Well, we can't just talk about design because that's like something we both had in common. What else can we talk about?" We we're like, "Should we do news or movies, current affairs kind of stuff?" I'm like, "That's kind of boring. Like, it, it doesn't really mesh." And then we came up with fitness because we were both gym buffs. So we're like. There's not really a crossover there, but <laughs> what if what if we talked about so fitness from a point of view that rather than you know looking at shortcuts to success or um, six ways to get a six pack for summer like that right. kind of gimmicky stuff, it was more about like come with us as we learn about you know different whatever workouts or nutrition plans and we've sort of tested out and see what works for us and our whole premise was what works for us might not work for you but hopefully there's some elements or like routines or you know whether it's like just one little tidbit of info that people could get out and apply to their own routine so it was designing your own fitness almost um so the show was called super human like h-u-e-m-e-n because i like all it. that fitness like, you like it a bit of yeah. a pun you have to explain it but it's good but um, so the whole idea, I guess, was just just talking gym and and fitness and design. Like it was fun. Like it was just two guys sitting around having a, a bit of a chat and a bit of laugh. We did about twenty two episodes, I think, in the end. So it was good. It was good. It, it, it was getting some attention. But um, you know, my visa ran out. They kicked me out of the country, and Superhuman was no more, unfortunately. Ah, oh, those visas. I know That's those visas, man. Man, that is a bummer. If it wasn't an issue, I'd be in America in a second. I would, I would love to live out there. Oh yeah. What is the? Uh, did you, what were the uh, kind of like biggest differences uh, that you noticed in America? Because you lived in London uh, for a while. You're a yep. worldly guy. What the? <laughs> what kind of things in America? Was there anything in America that happened that you were like, oh wow, this is weird, or was it just like, meh, it's a place, it's a place on the planet. Um, oh, no, I definitely didn't think that. I, I was definitely the first place that I went to was Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a, a great of- introduction to America, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what everyone said. They're like, "Why would you go to Vegas first?" Um, <laughs> that's what, once you see Vegas, you've, you've seen it. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, the, re- every- the rest of the country is pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. I was like, everything's so big and bright and loud. So um, yep, our, our casino here in melbourne is nothing like that obviously it's uh <laughs> it looks very sort of b grade in comparison but it's still it's still impressive melbourne so vegas is like an 11 it's uh everything i, I was only there for two or three days which i was told is enough you know after that it's sort yeah. of like it's it's just you know it's it's great it was, it was actually enjoyable i didn't mind it. it's such a weird city like placed in the middle of the desert and yeah you know it was, um, I was there for, you know, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. So I yeah. spent a couple of days um, there sort of wandering around, met up with a couple of people. And, um, yeah, then went to uh, L.A. and that was that was something else as well. It, it's funny, you know, because you see all I've, – I've grew, grew up on American culture, you know, watched a lot of TVs, a lot of – a lot of movies and um so you have this idea and when you see stuff you're like oh my god it's real like i didn't realize like um some of the food 
Oh, you, like I went to In and Out Burger. Yeah, that was cool. Oh yeah, that place is good. Yeah, you definitely do not want to go there too often. It's just like he's <laughs> just you like you're eating it, and you're like, I can feel my heart tightening up. Oh, that, that's all the food here. <laughs> that's all the food here. It is quite hard. Like there, there's some healthy food places, but it's it's. I got told it's a lot easier in Australia to um to eat healthy and clean in America. Everything's so big. I remember going into the coffee shop and I was like, oh, can I get a, a flat white, which they don't really do, which is like a, a Melbourne coffee, which is sort of like a latte, but not. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just have a regular. And they brought out this cup that's like a gallon. Oh, yeah, like it's a, a gallon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, the small one? <laughs> yeah, no, usually it just comes with an IV. You just put it right in your arm yeah, and, and there you go. I, yeah, exactly. Straight to the source. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's how we like to do things over here. Oh man, that's fantastic! I love that. I love that. I, w- I really wish that I could like, I wish I could be in your head the first time that you saw America and that kind of things. And I wish, I wish you could be in my head the first time that I go to Australia and just kind Have of see. You been to Australia yet? No, I've never been. I've never been. I'd oh. love to go. Okay, definitely come. When you come to Melbourne, you can crash here. We've got a place to stay, and uh, I can take you around. And show you all of Melbourne and definitely go to Sydney as well while you're here. There's there's actually a lot of people now coming out um, from America that I've seen on uh, on Periscope and they just like they just decide to get on a plane and, and come out here. So maybe you should be the the next one. Yeah, no, I would love to. I got to work on. Uh, I'm gonna get me one of those uh, those credit card gimmicks that's got the the miles and stuff like that. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do if I'm gonna get it's to Australia. Cool. It's called travel hacking. It's actually a thing. Like if you if you figure it out, it, there, there is a way to do it, and it takes a bit of time and patience. I believe I, I don't have the patience for it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know a couple of people who use who use those um, the the methods. I guess to sort of yeah. figure out ways to get cheaper flights, and you've pretty much always got to be ready to like to book whether it's like you know next week or in six months, because sometimes these offers just come up, and you've just got to pounce on them. So. It's yeah. um yeah I I just end up paying through the nose for it like my ticket to America because I decided right at the last minute yeah I'm gonna go it cost me way too much oh my way goodness great. I can just imagine yeah, I can just cool. imagine because it, it cost me a pretty penny just to get there and I'm in the same country so for you I mean good lord that's a 48 day flight or something like that yeah something like that I, I was like put me in the cattle you know the like the the cattle range like just under the plane <laughs> I don't care I'll take your cheapest ticket just throw me in the suitcase <laughs> exactly <laughs> be good to go man that's fantastic that's good so before all the all this periscope things and like the hosting and stuff like that like you you seem to me to be a very creative person have you what what all have you done uh, kind of like creatively uh, before all this came along? Did you do any of the YouTubes? Did you paint? Did you draw anything like that? Um, yeah, good question. I I've, I've just always been that sort of is it right brain? Right brain's creative, or so they say. I don't even I'm know. Not, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I think and, I think it's left brain in the northern hemisphere, but you're in the southern hemisphere, so it's right brain. Yeah, that makes yeah, that's right. Or is it top of brain? I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I've I've always been into the more of the creative stuff. I love drawing, growing up, and you know, picked up photography. Just did it for a bit of fun, and um, yeah, when I sort of got towards the end of high school, after you know, getting over the Addy Cinema phase where I could actually come out of my room and not be scared <laughs> of people. I, right. um, I, I realized I'm like I'm not I'm not strong with my sort of mathematics or science or anything like that. I was leaning more towards art and design, which is why I went out and studied that. Um, during my third year of university, I studied in Germany for a semester, which was where like you know the home of graphic design basically. So oh, that was incredible. That. 
Yeah, that's sort of where like the the printing press um, was invented in like the, I think it was like the 1500s in the town in Mainz, which is basically what started, I guess, the information age. Because before that, people could only like hear information from the priest because not everyone could read and like books weren't mass produced. So once they invented the printing press, they could start like churning out lots more information and and more than one copy of Bibles, which is like, I think the first sort of. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's where that all started and, and then like the, the intricate designs inside of the Bibles and all those sort of books and then that sort of evolved. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, after studying and, and traveling, um, it was actually really hard to get a design job in Melbourne. Everyone's like expects you to have two to three years experience or work for free. So when you're fresh out of uni, I'm like, I can't work for free. So um, I got I got pretty stuck in, you know, I was trying to do a bit of freelance work. Um, I was still trying to stay creative, but it, w- it was really quite hard. I didn't, I've always done like Instagramming and like before that, like what were the other social channels? MySpace, but that's not really being creative. I, I You know what? I've never actually done much YouTubing like I've created a few videos here and there but um, just this month actually yesterday I got inspired to start a vlog I'm like I'm gonna do it I've been thinking about it for a while I wanted to do a, um, a video series around beer appreciation appreciating beer how could you not how can you not love beer right oh my goodness yeah so um so basically the the idea came do you know Gary Vaynerchuk he's like an online entrepreneur he runs um he does his show called Ask Gary V. Incredible. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not that guy. Right. So he started out with a, um, a show on YouTube called Wine Library TV where he does wine tasting and, and you meet the people behind the wines and you learn about appreciating wines and all the kind of different stuff. And I was like, well, no one that I know of has done it with beer yet. So I was, I was sort of thinking about this idea. And then... Um, What's her name? Amy Schmidhauer of Savvy Sexy Social. She's like a big social media person in America. I think she's in New York. She does this thing called SSSVEDA, so Savvy Sexy Social vlog every day in April. And I was like, might as well step up and try the challenge. So I've recorded three episodes. I'm going to try and do one every single day for the day for the month of April and see where that goes. So maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I just, I have no experience with tasting beer. No experience. I'm complete, <laughs> That's great. complete rookie. So I'm like, well, I might as well share that journey with people. And if, you know, even if one person watches and says they got something out of it, great. And um, even if not, well, for me, it's learning about something that, you know, it's funny because I guess beer has this whole culture around. Are we allowed to swear on this show? We're not, are we? No, no, okay, no, no. Peter. Okay, no, I, I can bleep you out though. Bleeping is well, hilarious to me. So, <laughs> well, I guess the whole culture around beer is you know chugging it down, getting wasted, and and you know it's different to wine where you sit there and appreciate it. So, the the beer appreciation thing goes. You know, it, it sort of relates to that wine taking your time to understand the complexities of the flavor and the process of beer brewing and i'm like there's actually something in it i think there's this growing interest of the craft brewing a lot of people love the home brewing and i don't know melbourne and australia in particular do put out a lot of great beers so i don't know i'm just going to go for it give it a go see where it goes and um yeah wow that'd be fantastic does uh are there a lot of like little uh, craft breweries and things like that around yeah, in Australia. Are. Yeah, there's quite a few, quite a few, which um, it's a good excuse to go out and test them all as well. So, 
if, uh, if anything else, it's a, it's a veil for my underlying alcoholism. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Whatever, whatever works. Whatever, whatever works. Yeah, I'm doing it for the vlog. It's fine. Yeah, it's, but, no, it's fine. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to keep it to two beers per episode so that you don't, you know, by the end, you're not, you, you still got some composure. <laughs> well, good so. luck with that. That's going to be good. Is it, have you, so have you, uh, has that begun yet or when, when can oh. I see that? Yeah, I've recorded three episodes. I've got to do a bit of editing later today and uh, and upload it. So we'll see where that goes. I've got to come up with a name for it though. Maybe you can help me. I was oh, thinking yeah. some, something. The original name I thought which could be cool would be Tapped In, because I was like, ah, oh, tap the beers and oh, sort I of like that. Yeah, Tapped In. But you log into tappedin.com and it's some sketchy website from the '90s with like, you know, like little dodgy animations like popping around the screen. And oh yeah, I remember those. Like, you're just like, just give me the damn domain. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's a tricky part. If you're waiting to find a domain, you're going to be sitting on those videos for a while. You got to, to come no. up with a name. Well, I just, I just, I said, screw it. I'm going to call it, to, you know, welcome to the first episode of the Unnamed Project. And I'm just, I'm just going with that. That's what I learned about the podcast as well. Um, that or, all things creative, I find, but... The, there is no perfect moment. There is no time where everything is 100% lined up. Right. I remember before I started the podcast, I was like, oh, I've got to come up with a name. I've got to come up with the structure, the guests, the topics. I've got to get all the equipment. And um, I was listening to a podcast and they were like, um, they, were, they were talking about doing these, these challenges, things that you do to put yourself out of your comfort zone. I don't know if you've read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week. Oh yeah. About as well. So this one guy, his name's Noah Kagan. Um, he runs AppSumo, and so his challenge was to go into a Starbucks, order your coffee, and then ask for a discount. And so I'm like, okay, it sounds easy, right? But once you go in, you start getting nervous, and you're like, oh my god, what if they say no, or what if that? And so I'm like, just do it. So I went in, I recorded it, and I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I get like a 10% discount, which is like nothing. Like it was in London. It's like 20p, which is nothing. So they're like, uh, okay. I was like, oh, my God, wow. And it was like, if you don't ask for something, you don't get it. So I emailed him. I was like, thank you so much. Like this was a great idea. You've inspired me to you know, think about doing a podcast. And he wrote back, what's stopping you? And I listed all these things like, oh, I haven't got the right equipment, I haven't got all the topics, blah, 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 blah. And he just wrote back, record it on your phone tonight, send it to me tomorrow. And I was like, all right, that sounds legit. So I ended up pulling out the laptop. I sat there with Ren. We recorded the very first pilot episode of the Superhuman podcast. And then after that, we did it every single Monday for like, you know, a couple of months. So <sighs> it, was, it was just getting started and, and you just adjust along the way rather than being like, Oh, it's got to be perfect. I've got to have this and this and this. So um, that's the same reason with this vlog. I was like, it's an idea that I've been tossing up for a while. And um, I saw this this challenge, this 30-day creativity challenge for the month of April. And I'm like, screw it. Let's do it. Take the plunge and, and see where it goes. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. That's good. That's like an inspirational thing. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> you just get up there and do it. And that's fantastic. Exactly. And you're good. Your, your periscopes and things are fantastic. So I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking forward to whatever you do, uh, you know, in the future there. I think you'd be great at, uh, you know, any sort of podcast, the videos or whatever you want to do. You're a very, you're a very entertaining and well loved guy for sure. Ah, uh, thanks, Sock Cop. And likewise, you're, you're an absolute blast. I love, I love all the content that you put out. It's, it's engaging. I remember the first time I, I can't even remember how I stumbled across you, but, um, just walking in, I think, I can't, I can't remember if, 
there were if it was Christmas light or you just had Christmas lights in the room, and um, you just you're just talking to everyone and you're engaging. Which, as as an audience member, we love that stuff. You know, when you r- jump into someone's room and and they're talking to you and engaging, and you're like, this is fun. Like this right. is entertaining. And rather than just coming in and. The worst thing that I, I despise is is live streaming and driving when when people are, are oh on their phone. Oh my goodness gracious! I, I can't I can't stand it. I'm just oh. like, please don't do that. And they're like, I'm not even distracted. I'm not even reading the comments. And you're like, you just read. You that just comment. read my comment. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, me and you are on the same page of this. I'll go in there and be like, don't do this, and then leave. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I do. I love it. Well, this is uh, this is very entertaining. So, hopefully, oh. your audience got got some sort of value out of this, and wasn't just us talking about uh, beers and and podcasts the whole time. But, well, no, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think about half of the people that listen to this are just going to be entranced by your Australian accent for the whole time. <laughs> they may not even listen to what you say, but it's just going to be like, oh man, that guy. That suits me. You that know, guy. I, I, it's funny how many people do come into into uh, my periscopes, and they're like, "Oh my god, your accent!" I'm like, "It's funny because you're like, I obviously I don't hear the yeah, accent, yeah, exactly. But um, I I've I don't think I'm very I'm not a typical Aussie. Like the the normal Aussie is like, "Real, how's it going, mate? We're you know going down to the street, have a few beers. Like it's a it's quite a bit more nasally, which you can probably tell. I've got a little bit of a cold, so mine's a bit more nasally. But it, we drop we drop the G's off everything. How's it going? What are you doing? Where are you going? Like mm-hmm. it, it's yep. like that. And um, yeah, it's I've I've tried to sort of push that out a little bit and uh, get away from that. Especially like I said, when I studied overseas in Germany, you have to be very careful of how you speak, and you have to enunciate and and you know. Speak a lot slower because if you're like, "Hey, mate, how's it going? Where are you guys from?" They're just like, uh, <laughs> "What'd you say?" Sorry, <laughs> was that English? <laughs> so, um, yeah, through traveling, I think I, I've sort of, um, you know, uh, filtered out that very. Well, I don't think it was ever too thick, but I grew up in the country, so you do you do get a little bit more. Um, we call it bogan over here, which I think is similar to your redneck, almost that real, the real country. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Was it? Yeah. See, because I'm from the south here, so we yeah. I mean, we have a lot of the same kind of. We don't we don't say G's at the end of stuff either. We're like, get out of here. We don't, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. do that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so we get, you know, we're kindred spirits in that way. Exactly, exactly. I found my kindred spirit through Periscope on the other side of the world. Oh, for sure. It. Oh, that's the perfect way to end it. They, uh, man, we get we got to do this again. There's a lot more that I want to talk about, but I don't want to keep you. I know you got the. Uh, very important Australian things to do, but uh, before before we let you go, I want to uh, as you always ask everybody if you have uh, any parting wisdom that you would like to share with anyone. Hmm. I guess we can sort of recap a couple of things that we've discussed. The the, the wisdom that I always love sharing and things that that I didn't um, that I didn't know sort of growing up. I guess was like never be afraid to ask. Like you you never know what you're going to get. No is possibly the worst response that you're going to hear from someone, which is what those those you know um, discomfort challenges taught me. Because you're always like, you know, um, wow, what, what if like the what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you say to someone, if you roll up to a chick, that pretty girl in a bar, and be like, hey, can I, you know, do you mind if I chat to you? She might say no, but in your mind, you're like, I can't go over there. What if like my whole world implodes? So. I think just asking for stuff, um, when it comes to like job hunting, I know this is probably throwing a random one in the mix, but I love cold calling. Like my, my job hunting method, which is actually one of the first things I used to talk about on Periscope, was 
alternative job hunting methods. So just rather than sending your CV out and hoping for the best, mm-hmm. find the companies that you want to work for and, and find the people that you need to talk to and try and get in front of them. Call them up and be like, I love your work. I saw recently this project that you did. It was fantastic. Do you mind if I, you know, get get a coffee with you or something like that? Again, the worst thing that's going to say is no, or they might say, sure, come on in. And if they can't help you out, you can say, do you know anyone else who can? So just you'd be surprised at how far you can go by asking. And then I guess the last point is don't be a dick like to anyone <laughs> because you never know who's going to help you out. And you, you, people are always, the world is definitely getting smaller with, with the internet. And this, um, this Play Melbourne gig actually came through some university friends who I hadn't spoken to in quite a few years, but they worked with the agency working with tourism and they're the ones who suggested my name. So I was like, imagine if, I don't know, if I was a dick to them in, in uni, they would never have said that. You know, people remember that stuff. So I guess just being kind, uh, you know, being patient with people, asking for things. And, um, you know, I, I try and without, you know, going out of my way, like in a, in a, I try and give it as much as I can, but without thinking, what am I going to get back? So right, right, right. You, you'd be surprised at what you can get like what you can receive just by giving, I think. Is that too much wisdom? Do I no, need to- no, 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 no. Pl- I mean, as much wi- too much wisdom. Get out of here. Come on. We need, need as much a- wisdom as we can get. Do I need to put it in a nutshell? Just like, you know, I always say at the end of my scopes, be good to yourselves, be good to one another, and keep spreading the love. I think that's sort of what it's all about, really. So just just being not so harsh on yourself. You know, we, we can be our own worst enemies sometimes, like beating ourselves up. That's true. Uh, so it, it's... Sometimes I, I catch myself saying like, oh, you idiot, why would you say that? Or why, why would you do that? And so I got taught this visualization technique where you imagine a big red stop sign and you tell yourself to stop and you take your thoughts one or two steps back until that point where you, you have that negative thought and then think, what's the positive step? And, and start trying to do that and sort of change the way you think. And all of that positivity, I think it sort of snowballs and it opens up. Like I'm not saying I never have negative thoughts or I'm never harsh on myself, but you need to sort of loosen up, I think. And just enjoy life, man. I think that's the end of the that's the end goal, right? You know, we want to look oh, back yeah. on these days and be like, I'm so glad I, I tried my hardest and, and did my best and, and I'm happy. I don't want to be in my, you know, deathbed or whatever, being like, I should have said yes to doing that uh, interview with Sotkoff, you know. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad we did this today instead of, like, pushing it back. I'm glad we finally got to do it. So oh, thank yeah. you again for having me on. It was fantastic. Oh, and I would you. definitely love to come back for sure. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. we, we got more <laughs> stuff to talk about. But thank, thank you so much, Adam. You have a good day. You too. Okay, thanks, Sotkov. Bye, guys. Let's play the siren for the first time call. Let's see what we got.